if you would turn with me to John 1. As we get ready, Father, I just, again, I just want to give you thanks. Say, Holy Spirit, we just, we just want you to have your way through the remainder of this service. We know you've had your way for the first half or three quarters of it, and I just say, continue on, continue on. We commit it to you, we trust you, and we're believing in you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. He, the Word, He, Jesus, He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made through Him, through Jesus. Without Jesus, we're just substituting Jesus for Him, nothing was made that was made in Jesus. In Him, Jesus was life, and the life was the light, light of men. In the light, small l, shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, capital L, to bear witness of Jesus, the light of the world, that all through him might believe. He, John, was not that light, that capital L, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man who comes into the world. I'm going to read that again, verse 9. That was the true light, Jesus Christ, which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But verse 12, As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become... But as many as them as received him, to them he gave the right to become... Amen. Amen. Children of God, as many as them of us who received Jesus Christ have the right to become sons and daughters of God. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Powerful statement right there. Okay, I want to turn now to Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3. Isaiah 60, 1 through 3. Jesus is the light. Jesus came. He was the light of the world. But darkness was not willing to receive that light. Men were not willing to receive that light because they didn't recognize what they were seeing. It's very interesting that sometimes there are things that the light attracts and there are things that the light repels. Light either attracts or repels, right? Does this make sense? He was the light of the world, and a whole lot of them didn't appreciate that light, didn't recognize that light, didn't want that light, were repelled by the light. Okay, Isaiah 60, 
Verse 1, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Arise and shine, for your light has come, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon Upon you. Upon me. <laughs> upon you. His brightness will be on you. His light will show on you and through you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. It's amazing right here. You know, somebody had a prophetic word that they, that they wanted to share before the service. This is just so amazing to me. I mean, as we were doing worship, somebody came and said, there's, there's somebody here who has a prophetic word, and it's arise and shine, for your light has come. That's the second scripture that I'm reading. It's like, isn't it cool how Holy Spirit works, and we get those kind of confirmations? It's like, yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, and thank you for that confirmation. Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is upon you, his hand protecting you, his light shining through you. Matthew 5, 14, 16. I just, <clears throat> you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Why do we want to be a bright light? Why do we want to be seen as a bright light? To glorify our Father in heaven, that people will be drawn to him through his light shining through us, that we become that light. I'm going to, well, in fact, we're just going to continue on for a little bit in the essence of time. Uh, Ephesians 5, 8 through 10. You were once darkness, not in darkness, but you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Everybody say, light in the Lord. We are now light in the Lord. It is imperative that we walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit that's working in us is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. That's what's acceptable to the Lord. John 2.10 And he said to them, Jesus speaking, Every man at the beginning sets out, Wow. Somebody made a mistake, Lynn, and I think it was you. 
Let's try John 1.7 then. Wow. Not quite sure how I did that. But forgetting those things which are behind, we're moving forward. <laughs> John 1.7. Let's see if that one's right. The man came for a witness to bear witness to the light that all through him might believe. Yes. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Then let's go to John 3.16. <laughs> I bet we don't even have to look at that. For God so loved the world. So let's say that together. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, we are called, obviously, I have a whole string. I mean, I have a lot of scriptures about Jesus being the light, Jesus being the light, and we become that light. And we are to, uh, we are not to cover that with a basket. I was, I was just thinking about, what do I do to end up covering my light, that I don't let my light shine? And oh my goodness, I came up with a really big list. Just thinking about what is it that we do that causes our light not to shine, that we are a bright light for those that, draws, that draw people in, that draw people to God. What is it that draws people to us that is different about us? Well, it's the Holy Spirit working in us. But with the Holy Spirit working in us, there's some fruit that's supposed to be produced. We, we just touched on that a little bit, but... Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that we would all become children of the light. And I was thinking, what? okay, to be the light of the world, to be the light of the world, to be that beacon that sits on a hill, how do I go about that? What, what is it that makes me such a bright light that kings would come. What is it that makes me such a bright light that I'm attracting those who want to get close to God to me? What, what is that? Well, because God so loved the world he gave, it's, it's love. It's love. It's got to be love. What we just talked about, what, what those guys, what, what the Steiba family talked about was the love of God and the love of his people, the support of the community, is what created and established for them amazing breakthrough in their lives last week. For God so loved that he gave. He gave Jesus Christ who came to be the light of the world that anybody that believed on him, ow, oh, could end up walking in that favor, could become the light. And I'm saying, well, what then do we have to do to receive that? It's simply, simply, simply believe that Jesus Christ, we have opportunity to become sons and daughters of God by believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he paid the price for our sins, and we need only to receive his love. To receive his love. To receive his love.
Yeah. To receive his love, receive his love. And, and Spencer was here a couple weeks ago, and he was just talking about love of the Father, love of the Father, uh, love of the Father and how we receive that. And we receive, we receive like a small child. It's, it's really amazing. Owen and Kylie were... Uh, they came, they visited with us, they spent the night last night, well, and the night before, and, and to get to see their two little, little, little girls, just, they're so stinking cute, but I, I, I got to experience, I thought, wow, here, here's, a, here's almost like a little revelation, watching the younger one, I can remember the older one's name, I just lost the, the younger one, what's her name? Huh? The youngest one? Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So, this little girl was absolutely intrigued and terrified by me. <laughs> I'm like way taller than her dad, and I look way different than her dad. I have a funny colored hair, and you know, all this. And she would just stare at me. She'd just look at me, and and uh, then she would like snuggle right up to her dad. And when she was close to her dad, in fact, at one point, I grabbed my camera, my phone. I wanted to take a picture because her dad was sitting up up the island on the chair. And she was firmly behind him, wedged behind the back of the stool and, and, and his back. And then she was just looking over her sh his shoulder, just smiling at me. It's like, I'm good. I like you from here. <laughs> Finally, he ended up putting her down because I, I was kind of out of sight for her. And she, she went running by and she saw me. Then she ran back to him and grabbed his leg and grabbed his hand. And as soon as she had a hold of his hand, she could look at me and smile again. I was like, wow, what a picture. Like, perfect love casts out fear. It's like, oh, how can it be any more beautiful than to run to her daddy, grab hold of her father's, father's hand, and just hold on to even to one finger. If I can be right there to hold on to one finger, then I'm not afraid anymore. Then she could look and smile at me because she was that close to her father. In the presence of her father, she was bold. She knew that she was loved. She knew that her father was her protector and that he loved her unconditionally. So she could get bold and, and go out like three or four, sometimes five feet from him before she would run back and, and, and grab a hold of him again. It's like, wow, this is just a beautiful picture of who we are once we understand our identity in God and how much he loves us, that we can be bold, we can be confident as long as we're in his presence. That's good right there, Pastor Lynn. Thank you. Finally, we're getting something going here. Matthew Matthew 22, verse 37. We all know what this one says, don't we? Jesus was asked, what's, what's the most important commandment? He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. How are we going to be the light of the world? We're going to first receive the love that God has for us. 
We are worthy of his love when we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for our sins. We repent and then we receive. What does it take to be worthy of that love? It takes nothing. It's a gift. All we have to do is receive what he has for us. It's like, God, I, lo- I love you, Jesus. I- I- I'm ready to receive your love. We can't love him until we've received. We love him because he first loved us. So we, like, just like a little baby, like an 8-month-old, like a 10-month-old, like an 18-month-old, almost 2 years old or whatever this little gal is, she just, oh, she just receives her dad's love. She runs to him. He picks her up, puts her on his knee, and she sits there and then crosses her arms like, Smiling big, but still watching me. (laughs) I love that. I love that. All we have to do is receive. The light shines brightest through love. First, we receive. First, we receive. First, we receive. We don't have to do better. We don't have to get better. We don't have to be worthy of receiving that love. We just have to repent and receive. And then return it. And then return it. And then return it. But once we have established that, like like that beautiful picture of father and daughter right there, once we've established that, then we can just let that love shine through us in the confidence that has been established within us through the relationship that we now have with our loving Heavenly Father, We've been reconciled to him through the price that Jesus paid. He is our propitiation. His blood was the sacrifice that connected us up for us to be able to receive that love. Everybody's with me? And all we have to do is receive it. We don't have to make ourselves better. We don't have to get in a place of worthiness. Sometimes you almost can't hammer that hard enough because people think there's something else I have to do to be loved by God. Not true. Not true. Not true. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all you got. We start returning that. What's, What's the commandment? We return that love to God. We return that love to God. And when we're when we are filled to overflowing, when we're just soaked up with love, it's time for us to go start dripping it around and letting our light shine bright. In Matthew thirteen thirty one, all these things Jesus spoke to the multitudes in parables, and without a parable of them, he did not speak to them. Are you kidding me? I messed up again. Oh, that's 34, 31, 13, 31. Under my other parable, they put it out saying the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. And wow, I read all these. I must have been writing with my left hand or dyslexic or something. I'm, I'm. Okay, here is something that Jesus did say, and I, apparently it wasn't in Matthew 13 31, but I know it was in red. He 
He said that we need to love one another as he has loved us. Somebody could Google that really quick. He needs, we need to love one another. Here is another commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. If we want our light to bright, brightly shine, we need to start spreading around that love that he has poured on us. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> well, let's try another one here. How about Matthew 10, 8? Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. What did we pay for receiving that love? What did we pay to receive the power? It's all a gift. It's all a gift. We paid nothing for it. He has blessed us with it. He has gifted it to us. Freely you have received, now freely give. Spread it, spread it, spread it, spread it, spread it. And we're spreading it all out of love. All out of love. If we have enough love, it's pretty easy to do. We're not following a bunch, we do not have a bunch of laws and rules to follow. We have got to be in love, operating in love, operating out of love, and spreading that love. Because we want to see people set free, we want to see people healed, we want to see people cleansed. Okay, we're going to move to Corinthians, I hope. 1 Corinthians 12, 31, 13 through 18. This time I'm going to turn there. First Corinthians. Okay, the last, I, I like this to start this one to start at the last, the last verse of the twelfth chapter. Paul is talking about all of the gifts, you know, all of the spiritual gifts. <clears throat> that we have, that we have access to, you know, which the Holy Spirit chooses which ones that we will have, kind of divides them and hands them out. And Paul says in verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So desire the best of the spiritual gifts, but yet I show you a more excellent way. Verse 1, chapter 13, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love I have become as a sounding brass or a clinging symbol, clanging symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing." So I can be operating in the gifts, 
I can be generous with what I have. I can work my tail off and be profited nothing if I don't have his love flowing through me that I'm loving on others with. Now we're going to talk just a little bit about love, starting with verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind. It's like, oh, well, love's not just a piece of cake. It's not just a feeling that I have then. It suffers long and it's kind. So even through suffering, love is kind. Love does not envy. So love isn't jealous of what somebody else has. If somebody else has something way cooler than I have, I should celebrate and be happy with them and for them, right? Yeah. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. You know, we don't make a big, big deal out of it. It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. How cool I am. Did you see what I did there? It, it, it's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It's like, oh. So when we think about, you know, this typically is a chapter that we're, we're reading in a, in a marriage. You know, I've done at weddings, lots of times use this. But we're talking about here, right here, boots on the ground, day-to-day living. Love does not behave rudely. We're supposed to give really nice answers to everybody. We're supposed to be sweet. Love is not rude. It does not seek its own like way, basically. Oh, that one's a little tough because my way usually is the best way. Was that funny? <laughs> love is not provoked. This is, this is the thing that's like, wow, love is not provoked. So I can be provoked, but the love in me better not be provoked. huh? How's that work? Be angry and sin not. Don't let love get provoked. Keep your love on. Love is not provoked. Love thinks no evil. It's like, wait a minute, but we live in such a dark, dark... Uh, sometimes there are... Uh, even Renee and I were talking, there are stores that you can even go into and feel the spiritual environment in here. This is dark. This is dark. Ooh, this is dark. I, I, I don't like this. Well, what dispels dark? Light. Light. We battle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principality and rulers of, dark, in, of, of darkness. You know, High-powered high principalities sometimes. There are people that are tuned in enough and have that gift to even understand the principality that might be operating in this area, in this store, in this, in this whatever. But most of us, when, when we go, we can start to sense something. It's like, oh, yuck, yuck, yuck. We realize that the light in us, that spirit in us, and the discernment that he's giving us, gives us the authority to change the atmosphere in that store, in that place. We carry... We carry the change. We are atmosphere changers. So rather than thinking evil like, ugh, ugh, I don't want to be here, it's like, Holy Spirit, I just want to start splashing some stuff around here. And that person right there that's so stinking ornery, just glaring at me, I just need to love on them a little bit because by treating them the way that we're treating me, I just call that the mirror effect. If all they see is their nasty selves in that mirror... They're not going to be drawn to the light. 
The only way that I will draw them to the light is if I change the atmosphere and they feel and they sense something different. Then it's like, then I've made a change. Not the mirror effect. When I was younger, <laughs> I was one of those like magnifying mirror sometimes. Like, oh yeah? Well, <laughs> this is what I... Love thinks no evil, thinks no evil. It just thinks changing through love, changing through love, changing atmospheres through love. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. You know, sometimes we can get go so overboard thinking and looking and seeing iniquities that that's where our focus goes to the point that that's what we're thinking about. And if I can straighten him out, if I can straighten her out, because of the, instead it's like, no, no, no. Love rejoices in truth. Love and truth. Love hears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Like, oh... So this love is not just a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that we try to spread. This love is something that we end up having to put some work into. Verse 8, love never fails. Drop down to verse 13. We're going to fast forward and skip. And now abide faith, hope, and love. These three. But the greatest of these is... The greatest of these is... Love. Yes. Chapter 14, verse, first verse in chapter 14 is pursue love. Desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Not, you don't have time at all this morning to get into the, to the prophecy part of it, but it's pursue love. We think, we, we, we so have to get this right, we have to receive the love of Jesus. Receive the love of the Father. We have got to be loved. We've got to understand we are loved. He knows every, every hair of our head. He knows every problem that we've got. He wants to pour his love out on us. We've got to be loved. We then have to pursue love ourselves, which is the job. It's like, man... I just, you know, the love of God is such a beautiful and such a wonderful thing, but there was a big price paid for. He so loved the world, he gave his son, yet while we were still sinners for our salvation, so there's some things that we will have to endure, that we will have to go through, that, that, that some of the long-suffering, some of the things that are just described there as what love is. Love is not just a warm fuzzy, it's all going to be wonderful, and God loves me so much. It's like, oh, you can read that over and over and over again. You can even look up a few words and go, wow, that's what love is and that's what I'm supposed to be. Now, I, got, I, I have another couple more scriptures that are amazing answers that make this all sound and feel better, though. Pursue love, that we pursue love. Ephesians 1, 9 through 20, I surely pray and hope. <laughs> Ephesians 1.
I think, well, I'm going to shorten this just a little bit. We're going to start with 15. Therefore, I also, after I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, the working of whose mighty power? His mighty power that's working in us, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. His mighty power. Do we have the power to accomplish all of these things? No, it's his power working in us. It's his power working in us. Like, oh man, that is a daunting task to do, to do all that, to become what love is. Uh, oh my goodness. But his mighty power working in us and what we have to do after we've received and we know what it's like to feel, to receive, to experience the love of God in our lives. We know what it's like to have victory in our lives, to have him answer us. Oh, thank you. You are so good. You are so good. You are so faithful. Thank you so much. We, we know and we understand that he's good. He's faithful. He is love. And we become love through him only by committing ourselves. We have to come into alignment. This head, by the renewing of our mind, has to partner with the power that we have been given through him by the mind that we have access, the mind of Christ which we have access to. We have to get this mind in alignment to trust to believe, to receive what he has for us, and to partner with that powerful spirit that is living in us, that is speaking to us on a minute-to-minute, day-by-day basis. Partnering with the spirit that is in us. Then his mighty power, working with our mindset, will accomplish wonderful, incredible, beautiful things and light your candle. Mind, body, and spirit in alignment. Our spirit, his spirit, getting my mind dialed in to understand, to partner with the Spirit of God within me will accomplish wonderful, marvelous, fabulous, powerful things, exceedingly, abundantly, more than I could ever hope, dream, or imagine can be accomplished when I bring this into alignment with this. Okay, I think this would be a great time to stand. 
We're going to just have to have a part two. Father, I just give you, I, I give you thanks. You are, you are such a loving, such a good, good father. I thank you for the sacrifice of your only begotten son that, that you gave for us, that we would not perish, but that we would have everlasting life. And as it says in Second Peter, as we do these things, the power that is working, when we partner with the power that's working in us, you have given us everything we need to overcome the temptations in this world that are posed to us through the lust of our flesh. You have given us all we need. We already have it. We have all we need. We need only to partner with you turn it over to you and let you have your way in us. I thank you that you're such a loving, good, good Father. I thank you that you have given us your Holy Spirit, that we can be endued with power from on high when that Holy Spirit has come upon us. And you've promised it. You've promised it. We trust you. We believe you. And this morning, as we lift our hands towards you, as we lift our hands towards you to receive, we trust you, we believe you, and we receive everything that you have for us this morning. If it's healing we need this morning, we receive it. If it's freedom we, we need this morning, we receive it. If it's deliverance from anything, anything... <laughs> from any, any, anything, whether it be addiction, whether it be a, a foul spirit that's just tormenting us. Father, we, we receive your love, your goodness, and in your presence, evil must flee. In your presence, evil must flee. Submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee from you. We submit, we submit, we submit, and we receive. We trust you, Lord. We believe you. And we receive this morning your goodness. We receive your love in however you want to pour it on us this morning. We just want to receive it this morning, Lord. We love you. We believe you. We trust you. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody say, Amen. Amen.